podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us this week, we have my parents. Her parents. Hey. Hey. Introduce yourselves, you guys. What's up? I'm dad. Okay, cool. <laughs> there, that works. And, and I'm mom. <laughs> How old are you guys? I'm as old as I am on the chart, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly as old. And as I'm, I'm 2.2 2 years and 9 months older than his age on the chart. There you Get go. that, Michael. Point. Two. <laughs> Point two. Uh, it's going to be a fun week this week. Mondo is super hella sick. Oh, yeah. I have probably the best thing for recording a podcast, which is tonsillitis. <laughs> All the drugs. Uh, uh, yeah. Before we get started, special shout out to one of our listeners, Jenny, who wrote us a very nice email. Uh, she is pretty dope. Uh, she has cancer, and that is a bummer. But we are very hopeful for you. Mm-hmm. We're super happy that you listen. And we can't wait to read that conspiracy theory book you are writing. Because awesome. that will be amazing. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. She spent time with 9-11 truthers. So Ooh. she is. It's going to be super dope. <laughs> Shout out to Jenny. We love you so much. We're happy to have you. Uh, are you guys ready to talk about some weird ass shit today? Oh, hell yeah, dog. I bring it. So I. <laughs> <laughs> Those were two separate responses. <laughs> I uh, I chose this cult specifically. I I specifically researched to try and find. The fuck is that? It's a clock. It's, it's my, my clock. Oh, okay. alarm clock. It's my anniversary Sorry. clock. <laughs> it's mom and it's dad's anniversary, anniversary clock. <laughs> I love mom and dad humor. It's my favorite. <laughs> When they could just riff off of each other. So uh, 35 years, brother. I uh, I specifically chose this cult. I researched to find a cult from my hometown that I figured that we may or may not know about. So to start, before we jump in, are you aware of any cults from your hometown? Uh, well, I, I, I could comment on some previous <laughs> advice. <laughs> That's the uh, one we no, escaped that, from. No, yeah, the one we early escaped our, from early, early in our on. relationship. But uh, no, I don't think I'm aware of any official cults. Am I going to find out that I like went to school with somebody was, who's yeah, now probably? probably um, I mean, I'm Shinrikyo's brother or something. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Shinrikyo. 
<laughs> you may remember me from Irvington High School. Um, no, no, the, uh, this this cult leader arrived um, shortly after you were married, just about. We're talking about Jung Soo Won of Fremont, California. Oh, nice. Oh. Now, we covered a cult in an earlier episode, and I remarked that... Well, this particular cult thought that karate was evil. Okay. Uh, and I remarked that you guys did not let us do karate growing yeah. up. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. This came up on an episode. <laughs> and as I was researching this cult, I was like, this That's must why. be why. <laughs> no, but I'm saying why. Karate. Other, our friends did karate. I did karate. Yeah, they totally they did. did karate. Yeah, the did karate. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah, they were all about karate. I don't think they went to this karate place. <laughs> Probably not. Um, the, and this is it's technically not karate. It's taekwondo. There's a distinction. Oh. oh. Um, so our With sources. Noodles. <laughs> so our sources today are uh, culteducationinstitute.com, one of our favorites. GoNorthStar.com, which is the self-help arm of this cult. Uh, cultmember.wordpress.com, which is the private website of a former member of this cult. Bullshito.org. Bull- wait, 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 wait. Bull- Bullshito.org. Now, here's a note on Bullshito. I was unaware of this site before I started researching. Bullshito is a set of message boards specifically for calling out fake martial artists. Nice. The thread on this cult... Or organization, if you want. Alleged cult. The thread on this alleged cult is 112 pages long. Oh, oh what? Yeah. and You don't know karate. That's bullshito. Uh, first of all, it's a she. But secondly... <laughs> she don't know. It's taekwondo. It's taekwondo. <laughs> and thirdly... <laughs> thirdly, uh, next source is taeyunkim.com. Uh, there's also, let's see, a list of Tang Soo Do martial arts forms and essentially grandmasters associated with them via the Black Belt Wiki. Did you know there's a Wikipedia just for Black Belts? I, I now know. I did not know that. No. Uh, the official or- list of orders, decorations, and medals of South Korea, uh, the International Taekwondo Federation, the Global Taekwondo Federation, the American Taekwondo Federation, the June Re System list of Taekwondo forms, New Skin International website, Desiree News, Business Week, Inside Edition, JungSuwonKidsClub.com, JungSuwon Martial Arts Code of Conduct and School Creed, JangSuwon K-Pop Star, IMDB, uh, also the group he's in called Sex Kiss Sex Skies. It's spelled real crazy. Ah, uh, Sex Kiss Kiss Sex Guys. I love the that. The only reason <laughs> I love that band. I have all their. I have all their. Hit. <laughs> oh, you're a fan. Name their. Three biggest cults. <laughs> uh, the only reason I have that is because it's one letter off from the name of this organization. So they all end up in the same search histories. So you'll be like, okay, karate. Who's this? What? What is this music video? It's pretty crazy. Uh, ATC Martial Arts. Uh, there's one in Elisa Viejo, but also Milpitas at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one in Elisa Viejo holds the world record for 411 concrete blocks broken for charity. Now, <laughs> if you're wondering how much that charity cost to perform, it's roughly $900. <laughs> 
Hey guys, uh, so you thanks. have to make at least nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for breaking all these blocks. You know, we were raising money to build a building. <laughs> you could have used. Those. <laughs> you could have just given us the blocks. We were supposed to build schools for this charity, but now we have to go buy more concrete blocks. Yeah, and I just ch- I just called Home Depot and guess fucking what? They're all sold out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want the source for how I found out that number, it's a uh, Chemex USA concrete block distributor. <laughs> Uh, YouTube's Bridging Heaven and Earth episode 89 oh, of Taeyun Kim Spiritual Leader airing on June 10th, 2010. An IMDb list of Inside Edition episodes. An interview with former San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown. The Santa Clara Superior Court Records. USA National Karate Do Federation Olympic Coaches List. I can oh picture God. Willie Brown like in a dojo just putting a oh, smackdown on somebody. Oh, he loves this lady. Taekwondo, baby. Uh, a list of recognized Taekwondo grandmasters. Yelp. A YouTube video of black belt testings, which we will watch, but we cannot play on the podcast because oh. they are litigious. And also, I mean, I don't know how much harder a wood board is than my head, but I'm not going to take a chance. How much wood could a board wood chuck? Uh, also, civil suit of College of... <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> uh, civil suit of College of Learning Incorporated versus Bollinger from the Santa Clara County Superior Court. Good grief. Uh, Forbes top 100 most powerful women. Wait, Kate, you didn't do half that research for any paper in high school. I know. <laughs> Come on, that's a page and a half of sources. I know, and they gave me a diploma for that. <laughs> for this, we just get those buttons that you guys are wearing. There we are. Hey, got my button on. Also, no, for sure, Forbes meant like business, and then she was like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> give me the business. All right, so Jung Soo Won. Jung Soo Won is a martial art developed by Grandmaster Dr. Taeyun Kim. Are you sure he's not like a DJ? It's and, a uh, she. She <laughs> like the third time. Oh, we're so sorry. We didn't. We didn't we're bringing the, we're bringing the patriarchy. Up. No, no, no. Now, can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, oh, anytime. Is it too early? Okay. So there's never too early for questions. Karate is that? That's a is that a it's Japanese a discipline? Type. And Taekwondo is that a Korean discipline? Is it? From specific country origin, that's where that fighting style comes from. I believe that there's some mixture now. It may have initially been that way, but now it's a little jumbled. Um, Taekwondo is typically Korean. As far as I know, karate is what Jackie Chan uses to teach Will Smith's son. <laughs> and, and that's where that comes Got from. Got it. Um, I, he I was would, in the States fixing bicycles back then. <laughs> I would say that if you were to go to your local dojo, it's probably very unlikely that they're teaching quote-unquote karate. They're probably teaching a form or a discipline that's more specific than that, i.e. taekwondo. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... From you're just reading the notes. Right. Well, I'm checking the grammar here. Oh, Whoa! Oh, you brought an English quick... teacher to <laughs> a, to a podcast. So what we're gonna do uh, first is go through Taeyun Kim's story of how she claims to have started Jisoo Wong and what her life has been like, and then we'll go through the truth. <laughs> Hold on, is I don't know if this is important, but is it? Her Jusu Wong, it's it sounds like you're so wrong. <laughs> I mean, for some of the things that she claims, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, this is okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I had to sift through God knows how many records of the International Taekwondo Association. <laughs> this bitch needs to pay. No, I'm kidding. That's I'm. She might be a nice lady. I have no idea. So uh, she put the smackdown on you. She's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. She uh, she has the haircut that Tina Turner has in Thunderdome still. Oh. She also dresses like a character from Street Fighter at all times. Uh, we'll Finish watch him. Yeah, we'll watch some of her videos later. Um, Is she single? <laughs> Technically, I think so. Um, I'll let you decide after. Nothing you have said has made it sound less sexy. <laughs> so. Uh, she claims that her life is a rags to riches story, which is not entirely wrong. There are some things about her life that are probably true. Um, <laughs> we'll see. She claims that she was born in a shack in a tiny Korean village and ostracized from birth. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You wouldn't survive if you were ostracized <laughs> yeah, from exactly. birth. Exactly. Um, you I might she... survive if you were ostrich-sized. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this baby. It was the size of an ostrich. I'm never talking to you again. Oh my goodness. Pushed out a seven foot tall baby. (laughs) And that's when I knew I would be kicking for the rest of my life. (laughs) Uh, But no, she probably, I mean, uh, we, we all know that misogyny is not new. So it's possible that she was ostracized. She claims that part of the reason she was ostracized is because she was the firstborn in her family and she was a girl mm-hmm. and her parents considered that shameful. What year was she born? 1950 give or take. Okay. Yeah. So how old uh is she to you? She's uh, about 60. Yeah, she's uh 11 years younger than my birth on the chart. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> So, um, she was expected, like the other girls in her village, to grow up and raise many sons. Normal. Uh, nevertheless, uh, from the time she was a child, she broke with tradition. And this is direct quote from her website. And I'm like, what? You can't. You were a child. What do you mean? Like, they don't expect five-year-olds to have babies. <laughs> like, they understand how bodies work. Hey, man, there's pressure. But how, 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 Get busy. Was, how was she ostracized? Um... I think she was passed off to other family members, which kind of makes sense a little bit later on because she she spends a lot of time with her uncles as she gets slightly older. Mm -hmm. So potentially it was her parents that kind of, I don't know. But um, Hey, uncle, go long. (laughs) She was passed on. Um, But she says that through hard work and despite unthinkable obstacles, she became not only the first female grandmaster in the history of Korean martial arts, but also one of the most successful female businesswomen in America today. Now, uh, let's talk about those two things. <laughs> so she claims to be the first female grandmaster in the history of Korean martial arts. Uh, there is no record of her being named a grandmaster by any of the recognized Taekwondo or Tang Sudo organizations. And although the- female grandmaster and although female grandmasters are rare, she is far from the only one, and she is unlikely the first. Additionally, Jung Suwon is her own martial art. She developed it. 
Now, are we sure this isn't like a Grandmaster Flash situation? It is exactly yeah. a Grandmaster Flash situation <laughs> because she named herself Grandmaster. I was going to oh, say, she, she thought it up. roof off the mother? That's what I <laughs> she, This is a self-appointed title. Legally, um, if my name is Doctor, I could, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I'm, get to the Doctor part later. Oh, oh, that's right. But all the sanctioned people are like, we don't know who she is. Yeah, yeah she's not listed on any... Now, granted... Um, there are many organizations that teach Taekwondo or variations of it that are not sanctioned. What that means is that somebody kind of broke off, made their own thing and are calling it that kind of like Rex Kwondo and Napoleon Dynamite. So that doesn't mean they're not trained. It doesn't mean. Please don't tell me that's not real. I'll cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they're not martial artists. She's definitely a martial artist. Um, we'll watch some videos of her doing martial art. The crazy thing about her martial art is that it looks like movie martial arts. Like she's fighting people with fans and stuff. It like her her martial artistry looks like episodes of the Power Rangers. It's as if Rita Repulsa started her own dojo. Okay. Nice. So it's more choreographed than it's it necessarily is. It's very choreographed. Is. But that doesn't mean it's not effective. Like well, Define effective. I mean... You fight off fans. If, Come yeah, on. Well, if you're flashy, but you can still kick a fool in the face, That's then, true. I mean, you're effective, But right? is she, like, 20 feet up flying through, you know, bamboo She dresses stops, like, like it, kind crouching. of. Dragon um, no, it's more of like, uh, do you, have you ever, <laughs> have you watched like an Crunching. old episode of the Power Rangers where there's a lot of like circular no. arm movement, but not a lot of actual contact with other competitors? Well, that's because it was a children's show. They didn't contact with other members. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> um, it's, what I'm saying is it does not necessarily look effective but that doesn't mean that it isn't effective yeah it's it's also kind of weird because like the first lesson that she teaches is how to uh move your lips in japanese but (laughs) (laughs) she is korean (laughs) well at least we're calling her a she now yeah yeah. baby steps now what makes her a cult ostracized baby steps we'll get to it we're only like two minutes into this episode um the, the other thing to remember, and something I found going through many, many pages of the message boards about them, uh, a lot of people went on to different training centers later and were just like, what were we learning? <laughs> um, most of the videos I found, and there's tons of videos of them online, um, it's a lot of tricks. So it's a lot of like punching through concrete, punching through glass, punching through ice, sitting on, like, walking on hot coals, walking through broken glass, things like that. Not a lot of actual fighting. <laughs> so it's, Yeah, you might not win fights, but you'll definitely win Fear Factor. Yeah, yeah. oh, for sure. <laughs> definitely You'd a friend you walked hey, out of party. our car. Oh, it's a good thing I'm with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, Where'd wait, you get wait, that wait, cinder wait. block from? <laughs> Just, they're $2, man. I just carry them around in my truck all day. I break you em. say you were locked out of your car or you're locked out of your car and there's a bunch of hot coals in between you. <laughs> I can only do it if there's hot coals. But I found the hot coals... Where did coals, all this broken glass come from? <laughs> I found the hot coals really interesting. Um, more recently, she's gotten into a lot of self-help and that's kind of the newer branch of her company. Um, mm. Hot coals is a Tony Robbins thing. Tony Robbins dope. Yeah, and it actually... <laughs> is not that big of a deal. 
Oh, really? To walk on hot coals. Yes. Oh, oh, so says you no, no, walking no, no, across no, coals? No, 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 let me tell you why. Because the um, when the stones are heated, they do not radiate heat like you would if you were walking on frying pans. If you get a frying pan hot, right. that's a certain temperature. But stones do not heat. They have an internal temperature, perhaps, well, but they also, don't radiate that heat. They're also porous, too. So to be able to walk on them, you actually can walk on them you, without you gotta, great you gotta pain. you got to get busy, though. you got to yeah, walk. You move along them, like, but they're not as hot like, as they say they are. At a cocktail party. Well, there you, you go. You Sorry, Tony. Here. You heard it here, people. I want this Fun gal to walk on frying pans is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Now, you try to do it on some of them Don't. skillets. So, now, here's her variation. Yeah, you heard it here first, Hawaii. Stop complaining. <laughs> oh, we have listeners there. <laughs> These are some hot takes. Oh, no, God. Uh, here's her twist on the hot coals. Before she has them walk across hot coals, and I found at least three videos of this. Yes. She has them pierce through the skin right below their elbow with metal rods, and then they hang a bucket on each arm filled with water. And then you walk across hot coals. Again, I found multiple videos of this. It was not pleasant to watch. I'm not going to sleep well. Holy crap. That fucking David Blaine shit is <laughs> um, that's more of a uh, not David Blaine. Who's the other one? David Lame. <laughs> no, no. Who? <laughs> Chris Angel. No, or isn't like David no Blaine the guy that puts himself underwater for? A, that's yeah, that's that. David, Blaine. David Blaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm thinking. I ate forty goldfish. It's it's a little circusy, like freak show ish. Yeah. Yeah, like the people who do multiple piercings for fun. But she calls that self help. Yeah, I don't know what's yeah. helping. That's part of their black So you've testing. got a couple buckets pierced through your elbows. Do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Need a hand? <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's part of their master testing. To test into master level. Okay, so let's recap. So she's fake. She was an ostrich. And she, she knows Taekwondo. <laughs> Correct. All right. But she calls it something else. <laughs> yeah. No, I also sure. I also want to give um, a huge amount of shouts out to Paige for this because on the last episode, if you remember Nexium, I went through a lot of judo message boards. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, oh boy, if we thought those fucking stolen valor people were angry, people, <laughs> martial artists don't They are fuck so around. mad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, like. Trying to purport fake martial... That's why that post is 112 pages. Because there's a bunch of people that are like, yeah, she tricked people into moving into this dormitory. But also, fake martial arts. Like, they're more mad about that. Many of them claimed, like, if they were former members, claimed to have gone to different training centers and then been like, so, wait. Oh, oh, we're kicking now. Like, they they felt like they had learned almost nothing. Mm. There's also, we'll read some Yelp reviews... That say kind of the same thing that we found as well. So yeah, a little rough. You get one star for kicking. I'm not going back. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on. Uh, She also claimed to be, as we just covered a second ago, uh, one of the most successful businesswomen in America today. Uh, No. Uh, So Forbes 100 and Forbes 500 don't include her at all. Hmm. In fact, Oprah is number 21. (laughs) Beyonce is number 50, and Hillary Clinton is 65. <laughs> Who's number one? Um, it was Angela Merkel, currently. 
it was like power and business. So it was mixed. Oh, okay. Um, but a couple down from that was Meg Whitman, who runs Hewlett Packard currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of mixed. But yeah, she's not on any of those lists. And I'm pretty sure she would never be because she owns a dojo and a computer company. But not like a well-known computer company. Yeah, I've never heard of this lady. And well, Meg and, Whitman was an eBay then HP, right? Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Well, and it's she's nowhere on those lists. Now, is she... She owns her own company. Like, she owns an actual software company. I will not begrudge her that, uh, but... Definitely not one of the most successful female businesswomen today. There are many, and consider this too, um, roughly 10% of the total Forbes 500 is female, which means that if you're looking at the top 500 female, that's so far from the top of the business world. Like, you're getting down to the bottom, and it's like the lady that owns Sherry's Berries. Like, that's <laughs> who's on this list, and she's um, still not making that list. Is her name Sherry? I just need to know I, now. I hope so. Yeah, it's her berries. <laughs> um, so, uh, I actually go by Cherie. <laughs> but Cherie's Berries. Oh, work. So, uh, oh, it turns out she was born 1946 is the actual date, not 1950. So right. maybe adjust the spreadsheet. That's 25 years from my birth on the chart. Keep up, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, she, they considered her a curse. Her parents did, she claims. Uh, she says that her father beat her. She was neglected, starved, and blamed for all of her family's hardships, um, which is rough. That's not cool. That's probably not something you would lie about. I would hope not. Um, she grew up feeling unwanted. Um, she was abandoned at the age of five. Wait, this is all on her website? Yeah, this is her, her bio on her website is literally four pages long. And then if you look at the bios of all of the instructors, all they don't have bios. It's not like so-and-so trained at this and then here and now he's an instructor here. They all just say, I love Taehyun Kim. <laughs> Like, it's just oh endorsements God. for her. It says no information about them as instructors. It was just a, like, a, her own personal Yelp page, basically. Hey, Trying what? not to get an ass kicking. She's right. amazing. <laughs> hey, why should I go to your dojo? Well, let me tell you about my sad-ass childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's where it gets kind of crazy. So, they abandoned her because of the Korean War. So, when the war came, she was five years old. They abandoned her while her family fed fled her village because she would have been an extra mouth to feed. Damn. So they just left her in the village. Wow. And so her village was bombed. She survived. Um, her best friend was left as well. So her and another little girl and the other little girl died. But she survived and traveled, made it to Seoul where she was reunited with her family. So like... She not only survived, she somehow made it back to her family. And they're like, you're but here? You're here? We, but we, we thought we left you. <laughs> we thought we got rid of this problem. <laughs> we only got sandwiches for, for each of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Hey, you. <laughs> Good to see you. We were wondering where you were. Sh- shit, what's her name? <laughs> Look, she's doing that karate thing. <clears throat> Um, so she re- Taekwondo, Dad. Jeez. <laughs> so by the time she was, re- <laughs> oh, 
but by the time she was reunited with her family, um, and it felt so good. And it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she was expected to marry and have children and be a housewife, um, or at least to start training towards that because she was like ten, I think. At the she time. Was, so this is the the young girl that was ostracized, yeah. left for dead, and now we want to turn you into a happy, peppy Korean wife. I know. Can you imagine? You're 10, so it's time. (laughs) Go meet somebody nice. Um, So she one day, uh, she said that one day she saw her uncles practicing Taekwondo and she was fascinated by it. So she begged them to let her practice with them. Um, She says that women were barred from practicing martial arts. I could not verify that. I will say that there are not nearly as many women as there are men, so it may be that they were prevented from doing it in the past. That seems very possible. Um, but I didn't find anything that was like, banned, officially banned. I think that what's more likely is their uncles just had a sign that said, no girls allowed. <laughs> Come on, they were 10. Right. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Leave me alone. I'm supposed to be a husband soon. God. <laughs> So they let her practice with them because they figured that she would get tired of it and then leave and not bother them anymore. Um, but allegedly, she trained hard and progressed really quickly. This is all her saying this. This is all her saying this. And what's really kind of frustrating is there's not a real, there's no way to corroborate most of this either way. So her parents, oh, her grandparents found this unacceptable they didn't want her training in the martial arts so they brought her to a matchmaker to set her path straight uh she refused to sit still and ended up dumping tea on the matchmaker just like mulan oh my god literally that happens in disney wait okay wait a minute when was her bio written i do not know i cannot verify that it was not written during you say plagiarism i know all about plagiarism when was mulan released i should have looked that up and uh father's day uh, the the year that my dad passed away. Oh, what year was that? Nineteen ninety eight, I think. Um, this bio may have very well been written in nineteen ninety eight. I think it was nineteen ninety eight. I'm not certain, but I Did think she that... just fucking steal Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> um, that'd be hilarious if she did. Hold on, I'm gonna verify that date. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I don't have Wi-Fi here. 1998. Get the fuck out of um, here. She stole Mulan. It's very possible. <laughs> oh. Um. So this, a lot of these websites would have been developed in the late 90s. Yeah. Also, I spilled tea on my matchmaker and I just needed a new phone. Waka waka. <laughs> That's a so. Tinder joke for you. <laughs> I do, now that we're thinking about this and realizing that the timelines match up so her parents didn't want her to practice martial arts or do boy things and they wanted her to get married and so she threw tea on the matchmaker that yeah. is literally the first 20 minutes yeah, of Mulan Mulan-esque <laughs> and of this podcast and of this podcast <laughs> I spilled a coffee on my matchmaker and said these will never light another fire so <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm so, I'm supposed to bring the dad jokes, right? Isn't that why I'm here? Yes. Uh. So her grandfather arranged for her to meet a Buddhist master in the hopes that he could change her. Um, allegedly. Voiced by Eddie Murphy. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just <laughs> a tiny dragon. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I just for a second thought of Kung Fu Panda, where he's got the like ashes of the elders with him. Yeah. That's that was again. Both of those are the wrong country. We don't <laughs> That's know. True. We don't this know is that Korea. We don't know that uh, these movies stole off her. Okay. <laughs> That's very, That's very true. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Turns out a Disney executive was in this dojo. Yeah. Um, so allegedly, this master saw something special in her and became her mentor and martial arts teacher, because apparently, all monks know martial arts. I feel like that's a real stereotype. Um, there's also, so she has multiple different websites for her multiple different revenue streams, and they all have varying versions of this story. Some of them include some details, some include others. In some of them, this monk also gives her a Bible to bring her to Jesus. I'm sorry. And then it never comes back up until like two paragraphs later briefly. And then it never comes up again. But monk implies like. Yeah. That he's Buddhist. Yeah. Well, now Buddhism is a fairly open religion as far as. You could be a monk in a, in a different sect, not a Buddhist sect. It says Buddhist. That says Buddhist. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. So but what about the other websites page? They all said Buddhist. Oh, okay. Right. And you said that, software company earlier. Is that... We'll get to it. Good. And that's when the Buddhist monk handed her a Macintosh <laughs> and a flash drive and was yeah, like, yeah. get to it. Um, Search so, all knowledge. So. <laughs> so. Uh, after the death of her brother, which this was another thing. So. Some records have her brother as alive. Others say that her bio says that uh, her brother died and then her family moved to Vermont. Um, I found any number of variations of this story where either her brother is still alive and owns dojos. Maybe she has multiple brothers. Dojos like a like a uh, it's like like a a franchise. But like a coffee shop or something? No, it's a karate place. Oh, there we go. I'm thinking place. of like a coffee shop. Like what would they used to be? Like cafes? Sambos or what was it? So, no, there is a Sambos because there was one in Oregon when I was in Oregon. <laughs> okay. All I saw was exist. fucking Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros. <laughs> there was a Dutch Bros across the street from that Sambos. Dutch um, Bros Dojo. That'd be a very strange dojo. I would go. <laughs> So there's also like wooden shoes. <laughs> that would hurt to be kicked with wooden shoes. There you shoes. go. That's that's your new that's your new form of marriage. You gotta chop art. through your own shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a board, make shoes. <laughs> go. <laughs> um, there's also a version that has her starting in Seattle and not Vermont. But I found Vermont the most. So I'm gonna go with Vermont as far as what I believe probably happened. Um, in so she and her family landed in Vermont in 1968. She says that they only had three hundred dollars to their name, which in 1968, if we want to do math, I mean no, I, no math. Forty. So she's 22. <coughs> 46. You said right. She's 22. So right. how much money did you have at that time? At well, he was seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first single I bought was "Very Superstitious" by Stevie Wonder. It was a dollar. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so she at that point set out to open her own martial arts school and she did because there are records that she had a martial arts school in Vermont. 
Um, but in her bio, it says that she faced immediate challenges with a language language barrier and a cultural barrier and prejudice. Again, all of that sounds possible and plausible. 68, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I can't even imagine being an, an immigrant. In 68. Like a fresh off the boat, right after the war, not speaking English. Like that had to be rough. Like I give her that for sure. Listen, I'll tell you what. I don't want these Asians teaching my son martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to learn karate from a warm-blooded American. <laughs> Named Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go to Rex Kondo down the street. Um, so uh, very few people would rent her a space for her school. So she, they wouldn't even let her have a place. She did eventually have one. Uh, I believe it folded for financial reasons. So... Oh, okay. I thought you were explaining it like it folded up or something. <laughs> no, kind of like well, origami, only she, different. She claims in her bio that it was burned to the ground by an arsonist. Yikes. But I couldn't find any records of that. Maybe she did. Uh, I was, was going to make <laughs> another sure. matchmaker reference. <laughs> <laughs> matchmaker, was matchmaker, it, here are up. more matches. <laughs> make me a fire. <laughs> Um, but that seems very possible to me as well, um, especially if she had that much time. Tr- pr- if she has that much trouble with people renting a space to her in the first place, it would not surprise me to have somebody burn it to the ground, mm-hmm. either as revenge or to get her out of the neighborhood. So um, she says she works odd job, worked odd jobs, and struggled for many years. Um, and she, <laughs> I'm gonna read a direct quote. <laughs> Taeyun soon found that she could not go on living like this. Even her strong belief in God couldn't quell her desire to die. One day, she climbed to the top of a mountain and fasted and prayed for two weeks, hoping God would let her die. God did not. He instead sent her a vision of starting a computer company to help make a safer world. That is a direct quote from her website. Wow. And the computer company is what? Um, so at first she dismissed this idea as just a hallucination, um, because she didn't know anything about computers (laughs) and why would she at this point, it is the like mid seventies and computers are still super frigging new. Like they're not, they're not just readily available. (laughs) Like Macintosh is new. In 1980, like, um, I was selling Commodore 64s out of Emporium Capwells. Okay, great. So you could buy, and computers have been around for about five or six years before that. Yeah, so then computers you could get are them at a, brand at a department new. Right, store. right. So early 70s is like, you'd have to be like in on the Apple Trail to be making this happen. Or right. Radio Shack. Now, I will review. Fresh off the boat, knows nothing about computers, does not speak much English. In 1974, give or take, do you think she's, like, in with Steve Jobs? Mm, No, I guess not. Yeah, no, I don't (laughs) think so either. Um, But she does eventually start a software company. Um, So she says two months later, she had the vision again, and this time she knew it wasn't a hallucination. She had to follow this vision. So... This is another place where there are a bunch of differing reports, even among her own recollections of what happened. Um, In some versions, she goes to California before she decides to start the the company. Um, In some versions, like in this version, she's still in Vermont and doesn't really know. Um, Regardless, the one thing that's pretty much agreed upon both by people who have left the cult and from her own recollections 
is that um, with some of her Taekwondo students, she founded Lighthouse Worldwide Solutions in 1982. And that is accurate. That is full-blown true. So what they do is, and it just has a very vague description here, the mission of Lighthouse would be to use science and technology for the betterment of mankind. Essentially, they produce clean room technology. That's what they do now. I don't know if that's what they always did, um, but they produce things like mass mass spectrometers or water molecule um, devices. Essentially, they, they produce products that can monitor for toxins in both the air and water, but toxins in a legitimate sense, not in a white lady in Whole Foods sense. <laughs> <laughs> like real toxins. Like like the kind where it's like, there's cat I'm here by the like, open food tray. I know doing. there's some toxins here. I can smell them. Um, I only eat organic avocados because do you know what they inject the other ones with? I don't know, but it's delicious. <laughs> I know we're joking, but I was... Okay, so quick. I'm sorry. This is the only time I'll do this. I was in Portland, Oregon last yes. week uh, or the week before. Yeah, two weeks ago I was in Portland, Oregon. And uh, I was hanging out with this girl that I met there at a pizza shop that she works at. And somebody called in to ask them if the beef had nitrates. All cured, all, all cured beef has, beef has nitrates. nitrates. Yeah, but they were like asking about it. And then they were like super pissed. They were like asking if uh, or, or if they knew if uh, the pepperoni had come from like slaughtered cats it was like this weird thing so like those people i've always thought they were not real but they actually exist so, tell them to order a veggie good grief here here's a food moment um <laughs> <laughs> ladies Salami. and gentlemen welcome back to Paige wesley's food, food moments, moments. <laughs> pepperoni is a cured meat and in order to cure meat without it going rancid you have to add salts and nitrates to it that's how it works. That's the only way your pepperoni doesn't go bad before it becomes pepperoni. <laughs> and most places don't sell like roast pizza. <laughs> um, that well, sounds delicious. Like, yeah. Hey, pizza, you fucking look stupid. Oh, I just roasted this pizza. Now, there are some places that will cure meat just with curing salts. Uh, it's super expensive to do that because it takes time. Uh, which is what most people don't have. You just lay hands. Be healed. So unless you're you're meat. buying like handmade organic pepperoni, your pepperoni has nitrates and no one's going to die from it. People have been eating cured meats for centuries. Knock it off. Hey, I don't need any cured meats because if it was cured, that implies that it had something it needed to cure. Hey, oh, hey, forget about it. <laughs> This is my new character. To <laughs> bring him like back it. from Portland? But, yeah. You... He's oh, the new God. the New Jersey Portlandian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget about him. <laughs> uh, so she claims at this point that she sold her house to fund her company, um, but quickly lost everything again, and she had hit rock bottom. Um, back but, to the mountaintop. <laughs> well, no, back to a small apartment with only bone broth to eat and herbs. Oh. Now, also, you think hitting rock bottom wouldn't be a problem for all those times I saw her literally hit rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cinder blocks. I, you do this all the time. Rock bottom should be no problem for you. Oh, misconception. When I said I hit rock bottom, I meant I was doing fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my hands are sore, but I am crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Literally. <laughs> so, uh, this differs from a lot of accounts. Um, one of the biggest complaints from former members and from Yelp reviews and from a court case in the Santa Clara Superior Court System. Hmm. Uh, so we have much documentation to verify this one. She may have at one point been super poor in the founding of this company, but very shortly after, she purchased a house in addition to her house. So what had started happening was she was still running her um, training center, her uh, Jusuan training center, and she would have her best students move into her house for what she considered to be advanced training. And so that's like come up and see my etchings training? No. She so there was I found no <laughs> records of sexual abuse, which is crazy. Hey, what is my uh, advanced training? All right, so fucking get this, right? You, you fucking come to my house. You do whatever you got to do. You just make sure that you pay me $400 at the end of the month. <laughs> that is exactly what it was. <laughs> She's just the fucking shittiest landlord. <laughs> yes. So, and, and Why am I cutting these cold cuts? <laughs> well, Here, come move these cinder blocks into my garden because I need a garden wall. And I'll go through the, the one from the court case um, in, in a second. But essentially, she was charging them to live there, which is just rent, you know, whatever. Right. Right. Um, but she would later seem, and again, alleged, seem to target her wealthier students. Um, the other complaints we saw on Yelp specifically is that the lower level students didn't really progress that far until somebody showed an interest in somebody. They only do belting ceremonies every six months. So, which is very unusual. I have a couple friends in martial arts you could take that long to get up to the next belt, but that's very rare that it would you would wait that long to be able to test into something else. Um, so there are kids that would kind of languish in the low belts for years, and then she had people who would seem to just quickly elevate into black belt. If they had money. Potentially. Got and it. again... A legend. Right. Hey, you gotta Please be more like Randy. You know what Randy does? He pays me his uh, tuition every month. <laughs> that on is time. what they called it. So we'll, you know what? Right about, well, no, we'll get to it in a second. Um, that is what the court case alleges. And we do have the document, the lawsuit that was served, um, that will go through some of that stuff. So um, she, let's see. Oh, here we go. This is, now, this is one of those detours in her bio that never comes up anywhere else. I was never able to verify it, no matter how hard I looked. And trust me, I looked for this for a long time. Um, but she claims that while she continued to teach martial arts, while also running a software company, uh, she noticed that some of her students had blisters on their hands from their excessive video game use. <laughs> Uh, and this gave her the idea to make Bible-based video games to counter the excessive number of violent video games on the market. Games based on the story of Moses and Samson and Delilah were some of the first that okay. they made. I'm sorry, now, a game on, on Samson and Delilah? Yes, yes. Also, how did she... How did she so, hey, hey, you, stop fucking punching and kicking and get over here. What are you, you playing those violent, violent video, video games? games. <laughs> 
Um, my hey, favorite- when you get home, when you get back to my house, <laughs> yes. After punching and kicking a bunch, I don't want you playing those violent video games. Here's my favorite part. See, a game based on Moses. I can get. You could have chariot races. They have to run through the Red Sea. There's the Ten Commandments on a cinder block. He has to split it (laughs) in half. Split it in half. Samson and Delilah is the one that boggles my mind. If you're unfamiliar with the story, uh, Samson has super strength and super long hair. um, And he intermarries, essentially, with a woman that does not share his same faith. And she, at one point, cuts his hair, and he loses all of his strength, and I believe gouges out his own eyes? No, he's taken by the Philistines, and they chain him in the temple, and they gouge out his eyes. Okay, cool. But before that, he was on Green Zone Level 2, where he used the jawbone of an ass to kill 300 Philistines. (laughs) I can picture playing that video game. There's some kicking and punching going on. Um, And then... Correct me if I'm wrong. He used his last vestiges of strength to collapse their yes. building upon them. them. Yes. Um, yeah, but he didn't live at his master's house, so he's only a green belt. Still. <laughs> <laughs> um, but essentially, it's a lot of like. Um... Why are you looking at all of her stuff? Because <laughs> I'm her mom. I can. <laughs> you know what? That's the most fair response. <laughs> Um, I can't even refute it. Because <laughs> yeah. mom can. Mom can. Mom it's can. mom's day. So, <laughs> Picture uh, a world where mom gets to do everything. So that doesn't seem like a great video game to me where it's like a guy has problems with his girlfriend and then collapses a house on people. Like, Also, gouged eyes out and fighting people with the jawbone of a donkey. Violent video games. <laughs> Hold on. A guy having problems with his girlfriend and then collapsing a house on people. Probably no one's going to get this, but that is literally how Grand Theft Auto 5 starts. Wait, is it really? <laughs> yeah. He like he finds out his wife is cheating on him with this guy, so he goes to the house that he thinks is his house, and he like attaches a chain to part of the pillar and like tears the fucking house down. Wow, he showed that Sancho. Yeah, it literally was. Were his eyes gouged out? No, it turns out that it wasn't where that guy lived. It was where this drug dealer lived, and then you owe him a bunch of money, and that's why you start robbing banks, and then Grand Theft Auto (laughs) 5. So, uh, Lighthouse continued to develop custom software applications for businesses. Um, She, in her bio, claims that demand for that was low in the city of Burlington, Vermont, which sounds right. Um, so she decided to move her company to Silicon Valley where it gained more traction. But this is also weird to me because from everything I could find, the company headquarters seems to have been in Fremont and always been in Fremont. (coughs) Sorry. Um, so I'm not really sure, like her timeline on that company is very strange. Um, and there's not an easy way to corroborate most of it. They are named in the lawsuit that we'll look at in just a sec. So So they've been in Fremont since 82, though. Um, it sounds the like... The lighthouse thing. I know that for sure they've been in Fremont since 1991. Um, it sounds like they were there before, but it is hazy as far as documentation. Uh, but I can definitively say they were there in 91. Yeah. Okay. And they are still in existence. They are still there. Um, so she claims that she has a, received the following achievements. 
Uh, she says that in 2001, the president of South Korea named her the hope of the country, <gasps> the face of the country, <laughs> and the pride of the country for her life's achievements. And I'm here to tell you that I looked up every honor that a South Korean president can bestow on someone, and that is not it. I also pulled a list of all the people that have received such honors. She is not on them. So I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. I think maybe, because she did take many trips to Korea and has spoken at a lot of Korean colleges. That's where she got her honorary doctorate two years later. Um, so I suspect this is just maybe something that he said to her. Hmm. And she is... You seem like a badass. Right. She's <laughs> claiming it as... Like you. As an honor. As an honor. So it was one of those things where, to me, it sounded like something that he said, like, you were so great. Thank you for coming to speak at this conference. Because she speaks at a ton of conferences. Uh, and then she just, like, took it as fact, I guess. I don't know. But she's getting invited to conferences. I mean, people don't call you to go speak at a conference if they, nobody knows who you are. They expect you to put butts in the seats. Right. Hey, and you a guys lot should of... tune into the last episode where we go over multi-level marketing schemes. <laughs> well... Where old buddy Armando was asked to come speak at a conference. Yes. Oh, no. um, here's the fun part about multi-level marketing schemes. We about to get into one. Oh, I heard hell you yeah. say new skin at the top. Yeah, so new skin, what? and then there was another one as oh. well. Um, that's a Fremont. That's Fremont. a big Fremont. So, what do you guys know about new skin? Because we can, to be honest, you know, like the I rest think... of I got I got invited to be roped in. That's and, right. Um, really? And I was told this is where um, I checked out. Um, I was like, Nah, I'm not really having it. Thank you very much. And they were like, Well, Jim, you understand. Jesus is the ultimate multi-level marketer. <gasps> no. Yep. And that's when I stood up and said, um, I have something else to do that involves being a real believer in Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, I, it's time to go. But it was like, he. they were saying Jesus was the ultimate salesman. And that's why if you believe in Jesus, you should be down with new skin. Right. And um, I was, uh, that was my exit. So here was my thing. So new skin has evolved considerably in the past 10 years or so from what I was able to find. Um, and they seem to have gained a bit of a foothold in the Mormon community, mm -hmm. especially how, what was your guys's connect? How'd you, uh, there was a guy driving a, wasn't he driving a Rolls Royce to church? I don't remember. That, 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 that was kind remember. of like the, Oh but yeah, Who's it that? was, it right. was, it was rampant. Remember, this was in the 80s and multi-level marketing was new, new, right? So everything from mm. Amway to, um, what's the vitamin one? What, um, Herbalite. Shackley. Herbalite and yeah, Shackley. Herbalite. Mm. All of those were kind of emerging at that point. Yeah. And rule one is to always appear successful. Right. So while he might've dri driven a Rolls Royce, <laughs> I guarantee you that's where all of his money was going. Yeah. It is Rolls yeah, Royce. But well, and, and they would get into a church right. and you'd have Sunday school classes or you'd have um, prayer groups or, or different. And, and it was kind of like everything about multi-level marketing is to get your friends and family on board that's your initial sphere of influence your people that you're your talking downline. to exactly and so it, it ran through churches in a terrible mm -hmm. way yeah. because you would like you said um hey i want you to go speak at a conference right and then yeah. you'd show up and they'd be like lock the doors armando's here <laughs> okay now armando wants you to sell soap you know i, I mean yeah. it's a whole 
you know, you get trapped. And and you're a very gregarious guy. I know how you could get stuck on that kind of thing. That's that I would get pulled. He was into actually that. real good at it. I think yeah. you probably haven't heard the episode, but he nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> he I, actually makes, made do, some solid money some doing it. I kept telling them that it was a multi-level marketing scheme, and they were like, "No, that's not what this is." And I was like, "Guys, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with it." Yeah, just like if you t- if you admitted it, so much easier. Yes. Because well, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, you just have to... The thing is, is to succeed off of it, you have to realize that you are succeeding at the detriment of somebody else down yes. the line. And that is, there is no good way to do that. There's no way to do it and succeed and have a clear conscience. So what I was doing... Or keep your friends or your family. Exactly. Somebody's going to get... Ours is different because it it's a new age uh, multi-level marketing scheme, which is working... And selling a sales technique. So we were selling direct TV, but what's really going on is they were teaching us how to sell it. So that way I could teach other people how to sell it. And then I could open up my own business in my own market underneath that. And then I would kick up money to my manager and then him to his manager. And that's the way that it went. So there was no putting forth my own money. But what would happen eventually is that market dries up, you go out of business, you have nothing, and if you didn't start other markets, then you're basically screwed. So it's all about just getting as many people as you can to start selling it, start selling DirecTV. But you you know, you don't have to recruit friends and family because there's no like income cost, so you can actually literally hire people off the street. Mm-hmm. And they're paying for their own you know, wage with their commission that they're supposed to be making. Right, right. They're they're, free to you. Yeah, so if they're bad employees, then they get nothing, and they're fired. And that's legal, because sales or whatever the fuck. I don't know. (laughs) So how was she connected to NewSkin? So allegedly, she uh, got her students kind of connected to NewSkin. There was NewSkin, and then, um, like, a house-flipping one which is super common now where it's like you use funding and co-sign with people so that they Mm -hmm. can buy houses to flip houses which gives them more equity so that they can co-sign on people so that those people can flip houses so it's like a house flipping scheme but a lot of this is stuff that i've pulled from those message boards and things that people said there that i cannot verify with documents and so that's kind of the thing where it's like I can't 100% say, yes, this happened, because I cannot verify it. But if you're into the late 90s and early 2000s, financially, you had the the ability to do that. With stated mortgages, you could, you know, I make this much. There was no down. You could do it and flip. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it was happening. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in the area that we're in now, too. So they would specifically know that. Yeah. Um, So... um, Going back through, so now we've covered what she tells us of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, she has made some enemies. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of people who say very not kind things about her on the internet. Um, anytime we encounter that, if we can't verify it with other documents, we cannot 100% take it as fact because you don't know when somebody's just mad and trying to trash somebody's reputation. Now, based on what we've already uncovered as false, I'm willing to accept that some of these things are right. Right, right. Um, but just keep that in mind. Please don't sue us. Okay. Well, you go to an actual Taekwondo and find out what you were learning was just like 
stupid or not even real. I mean, yeah. and you were like the, essentially a carnival trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you paid tons of money at her house, I mm-hmm. guess. You'd be mad. I'd be yeah, mad. Maybe tons of rent at her house. That's right. Yeah. So according to the former members on these message boards, around 1991 is when she started recruiting her more loyal students to live with her. Um, when room ran out in her home, she uh, enlisted a student-owned home as a dorm for new members. So she basically had one of her students give up their home to members. Um, this group was called col a.k.a. City of Light, Center of Light, but officially and legally the College of Learning Incorporated, a California corporation. Hmm. That uh, name is for sure true because that is the one on the legal documents that we have. Coli? C-O-L. Incorporated? Incorporated. (laughs) Coli. (laughs) They don't include the... the, Oh. Yeah. Um, So in approximately 1992, Lighthouse Associates, uh, which was a struggling engineering consulting firm that was started with the help of an instructor and a COL member, finally took off with uh, took off and found a niche in the contamination control industry. So this is an alternate version of how the software company started. This sounds so much more plausible to me. Because it's not her. It's some other guy that's an engineer, and she just latches and, on like well, a remora. Or she provided the funding. Who knows? Right. Um, but a consulting firm getting into the contamination control industry, like somebody that's already in the software industry moving to a different mm-hmm. realm, that makes sense to me. Again, can't prove it. Um, and she's very good at removing things from the internet that do not please her. Um, there is an Inside Edition interview, a very unflattering one, and it is impossible to find. So I was trying to track it through message boards where people were trying to post it and repost it, and it would immediately get taken down. Hmm. So they're pretty vigilant about things that they don't like, um, but there are some things that you can't get rid of, like court documents. So that's some of the yeah. stuff that we were able to actually track down. Mm-hmm. Also, if any of you straight up nerds out there get some hands on it, our email address is <laughs> coldpodcastshow at gmail.com. I would love to see it at this point. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll read a little more about it. Somebody has some transcripts of it, so we were able to find that. Ooh, um, In 1994, Kim and her followers became involved with a Utah-based IDN slash New Skin, a health supplement pyramid sales system. Uh, this was reported to Bullshito on that message board. Um, and it was said to have divided many members um, and their families on the outside because of the harsh sales technique. So that was some cults are very definite in making people disconnect from their families. It seems that this cult did it almost unintentionally. Um, or this organization did it unintentionally with this multi-level marketing scheme. That's what usually happens. You get ostracized from your family because they're... No, now, it, that ostracized. Isn't, yeah. there, isn't there, isn't there a, a, a cosmetic called Shiseido? Shiseido? Shiseido is an actual cosmetics company. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can buy that at Macy's. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, Bullshito? Wait. No. 
Sometimes um, the, those synapses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's some interesting things that I found about New Skin that you might be interested in. Uh, in the early 1990s, New Skin was investigated by the states of Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Florida, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan over allegations of misleading marketing practices. Ultimately, in 1992, the company settled with five of these states admitting to no wrongdoing, which is called uh, pleading no contest, um, but agreeing to paying agreeing to pay the state's investigative costs, hmm. refund disgruntled distributors, and revamp its promotional practices. However, the Connecticut Attorney General didn't agree to those terms and sued New Skin, charging the company with misleading its distributors and, offer, and operating a pyramid scheme, New Skin admitting no wrongdoing or violation of law, and paid Connecticut, the state of Connecticut, $85,000 for consumer protection programs as part of the settlement. That's not the craziest thing. No. He had that money, I think. In 2001, or I'm sorry, 2011, two Utah Incorporated business entities linked to top executives of New Skin each made a $1 million contribution to the Restore Our Future Super PAC uh, that was established by former aides of U.S. Presidential Cabinet... Ugh. U.S. presidential candidate Mitt Romney to support mm. his bid for the White House. Hmm. So New Skin in part funded the Romney campaign of 2011-2012. Oh, and who's got that's a lot of money in surprising. New Skin? Hmm. So Those that's not... Mormons. Well, hmm. that's not where it ends. In 1989, Jason Chaffetz worked as a professional spokesperson for the company for about 10 years. All right, so uh, if you don't recognize that name, you should, uh, because he was a U.S. representative for Utah's 3rd Congressional District from 2009 to 2017, when he resigned somewhat unceremoniously, and he was the chairman of the United States House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform from 2015 to 2017. Uh, you may remember him as one of the people that opposed the Robert Mueller investigation. Who is no longer in Congress? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Modern hmm. day new skin hmm. news, <laughs> and that's it goes even farther than that because you can learn information from books, <laughs> and they read the Book of Mormon. <laughs> Have you ever started a joke before you had a punchline? <laughs> Uh, so in 1995, one of many ex-students filed a lawsuit against Kim, and she was given a confidential settlement. We have no idea what the settlement was. Um, I know of a partial settlement that's settlement that's actually detailed in the lawsuit, um, but that's about it. Um, I would like to read. Wait, she paid, or he paid? Somebody filed. I... A student filed who is a she. Got it. Against. Kim, who is also a she. Got it. And there was a settlement reached. Okay. And it's confidential. So the initial suit was for $1.2 million. Yikes. Let's get into it. Okay. So this was filed in the Santa Clara County Superior Court. I am currently looking at court documents for case number CV749236, if you're interested. So... This is Brooke Bollinger versus College of Learning Incorporated. So we know that that was a name. Right. Um, a California corporation. Lighthouse Associates Incorporated, a California corporation. Taeyun Kim, an individual. Scott Stalton, an individual. And then they've listed a couple other individuals. Um, 
what I found from reading through this is that I believe those were some of the other black belt masters. So this complaint or lawsuit is for one, fraud, two, breach of fiduciary duty, three, aiding and abetting a fraud, four, aiding and abetting a breach of fiduciary duty, negligence, unjust enrichment, and constructive trust. So what you're saying is there are a bunch of fiduciary bags? <laughs> <laughs> Now that one you had. I, I like that far. one. I like <laughs> that. Oh. Is, is that our episode title? <laughs> the douchebag. Waka waka. You know what, though? That sounds like a real estate um, suit. Well, no, no. It is in part oh, a real estate suit. It sounds like a real suit. estate lawsuit. Well, but yeah. fiduciary simply means that you've allowed someone else to manage your finances. That's exactly what happened. But yeah. it was a house flipping deal? No. So, allegedly, this um, plaintiff was a student. And she was also set to inherit a $1.2 million trust upon her 21st birthday. Mm. She started taking classes shortly before her 21st birthday. And once she turned 21, um, she alleges in this suit, and remember, she was paid a settlement for it. She alleges in this suit that she was compelled to move into the home where she paid both tuition room and board, and then fees for additional training that compounded, as well as a career enrichment program, and that they eventually used a large part of her trust. They had her essentially sign her trust over to them, and they used it to purchase a house for other students. <laughs> well, and she's she's like, but, And wait. she wasn't 21. No, she was 21. Wait, you're about barely. to get 1.2 million kicked down? I think it's time to go up to black belt for you. I mean, this is like... That's, no, 100%. Um, and let me read... That's what I don't understand. With that much money, you could just buy a black belt. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, karate used to make and sense when I couldn't just buy was, a belt. <laughs> the College of Learning was simply her martial arts instruction. There wasn't that was, any that other... That was the dormitory. Okay. Yeah. So um, she wasn't giving any other kinds of classes. It was just martial arts. She claimed that there was a career enrichment element. Um, we don't know what that is. We don't know what that is. And she's doing speeches now, though, right? For uh, she's doing presentations. Sort of. I mean, it's it's for a lot From of like jail. women in business. No, she's not in jail. This is a civil suit, not a criminal. Oh. I'd like to read item number thirty-one. In spring and summer of nineteen ninety-four. Plaintiff was persuaded by defendants to pay many tens of thousands of dollars to defendants in cash mm. as payment for various educational, in quotation marks, and training, in quotation marks, services. For example, in July 1994, plaintiff paid defendants $30,110 in cash for years of future training and Jung Suwon membership, including item number A. $20,000 for two years of a career training program to run for a set amount of dates. Um, Gingy White as the student and Brooke Bollinger as the guarantor. So she was also paying for other students. Did you? Well. Is there like another name for this gal that you could look up and find out? Not in this legal document. Because she's a plaintiff, she has to use her legal name. So she had changed it legally to... No. She's still Brooke Bollinger. Gingy White's another student. Got it. Um, she also paid... In cash, 5760 for five years of ET class membership to run until 1999. Um, and so the other thing, too, 
these are cash payments made by other students from her trust. So it's almost like she's funneling cash, almost like scholarships for other students. Is what Sounds it seems. like borderline like money laundering. A little bit. Um, and Brooke had not given permission for that to occur? Right. Well, well no, she you. did. She was she was signing it, but she was also allegedly, she alleges that she was brainwashed like, and sleep deprived. Strictly and, coerced. Okay. And, and, yeah. and living, she was in the house and living with them, didn't really have many other options because that's where she lived. And by the time she got out, um, her family, it sounds like, it says in these court documents that she went on a trip to Denver or Colorado. I think just Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. Um, there is a cult re-educate, like a cult re, what's the word I'm looking for? Rehabilitation? It, there's a specific word for it. Reevaluate, re-educate. So where they try to un- unbrainwash you. Yes, it's a, um, oh, this is going to drive me you nuts. You can just look it up. Unbrain my heart. Cult rehabilitation. We'll just go with that. There is a cult rehabilitation center there. She was there for a couple weeks. We don't know what she did. I suspect she went to a cult rehabilitation center. We do know that she was visiting her family. So it may have just been her family talking her out of it. But after this trip, she came back and decided that she didn't want to be there anymore. And then she tried to get her money back. They did, according to this court document, offer her $200,000 back in partial installments and credit for classes and things like that. But at this point... <laughs> she signed over the whole nut to them? All of it. Now, uh, here's the deal in terms of funneling it in cash. If you wrote a check or something like that out of your bank, and we're talking 99 going into early 2000s, the feds would know. If you move more than ten grand in a banking transaction... They track that kind of stuff. This is 1994. Okay. But, eh, but that's not. why they asked for cash. Right. Because yeah, they're Just trying. To be safe. Yeah. So you can't see it. Right. So she, at that point, had very little money, didn't really have anywhere to live. And that's kind of where this suit came from. I would imagine this lawyer is hired by her family, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Um, but that suit is available online if you want to look at it. Uh, and we it's don't know about what 30 pages long. And it, and it got settled. We, yeah, it was settled. We don't know what the settlement was. That settlement may have ended up being that $200,000, which would be very unfortunate. But we, yeah, we don't know what the settlement was. Yeah. At a certain point, legally, they would say, look, you did if sign you it. in good faith signed it over, you, that was your decision. You were 21 years old. That's yeah. a contract. I mean, I mean, we all know yeah. how hard it is. Like the other day, my roommates were like, let's order a pizza with mushrooms on it. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm never going to get that pizza back. Because <laughs> legally, I put in for that pizza. Y'all owe me $6. <laughs> all you alls. Uh, in 1997, her overall company changed its name to Lighthouse Worldwide Solutions. That's now the name of the software company. Terrible name. It's, it's very vague. Yeah, what does that have to do with software? Well, this, see, this is a a multi-level marketing and cult staple of vague names. Um, my favorite one is on Sunset Boulevard. There is, what is the name? Oh, it's the Museum of, it's uh, in the window it just says Psychiatry Industry of Death. But it's the Museum of what? I don't know. Okay. It's a Scientology museum. Hmm. Scientologists are famous for doing this. Yeah. Where they'll be like, oh, just take a stress test. Or, oh, take an IQ <sighs> test. What'd you score, Mondo? Oh. 
Cool, yeah, fun little story. (laughs) (laughs) While I was in Portland, Oregon, myself and another comedian, Dominic Angel, very funny man, uh, we had a little contest where we went, oh, let's go into the Scientology building and take an IQ test. We came up up with fake information. We gave them a bunch of fake stuff. Uh, We committed it to memory. We go in there. It's a real test. They give us different test versions, pencils. Um, It was like each... You answer a question and it, there's like five options and then you bubble it in on like a Scantron thing. But it wasn't like a Scantron Scantron. It was very weird. Anyway, so that's the way it worked. They give us 30 minutes. Complete as many questions as you can. So we do this IQ test and uh, they the results that they got back state that I had an IQ below the level of retardation. <laughs> <laughs> So according to the Church of Scientology, <laughs> ya boys retarded. Oh no! Which was really cool. There was some other stuff. This which is really okay, cool. You know that test was fixed, right? Here's the thing. This might be me justifying it as a Scientologist learning disabled. Okay, sure. I don't think that's even a correct. Special, a special person. You're no, special. You have yeah. many challenges. Well, I am special. Zenu chose me specifically. <laughs> anyway, um, after we took the test, they gave the test results to this lady who was like administering everything. Who, by the way, fucking did not at all get catch on that we were using fake names and a fake address and fake phone number. Any of this bullshit. She, uh, she like came over. They handed it to her, and she goes in front of us. She goes. Wait, how did you get these? They didn't do the personality test. And the guy that handed them the test results was just like, don't. He, like, waved his hand in front of his neck, like, in the shut up motion. I was like, no, just, just you know, whatever. Get him. Come and on. So, give that test to Vladimir McGillicuddy. Yeah. <laughs> he will get it. I went by Rudy Torres. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't change your last name? No, not at all. <laughs> I figured, eh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> if you're listening in in Oregon now, correct that test. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Dad, I'm sorry for using your name. <laughs> <laughs> so technically speaking, my dad's retarded. <laughs> Again, okay. challenge. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. When I say this, I'm not making fun of the plight. I'm saying that I am below the level of, on the test, what it said was the level of retardation. That is what they had. Able to be instructed. They had uh, a line for, like, normal above average, which was, like, the rate of which people above average normally are. Mm -hmm. They had uh, average. They had below average. uh, And then they, underneath that, they had one that was, and it said, and I'm not joking, was the level of retardation. They didn't they didn't class it up at all. But then they also both of our personality Oh, by the way, Dom got like way above uh, like advanced. <laughs> like they, they were like super genius. Does he seem that smart? We thought that maybe they switched our tests up. <laughs> But we're not sure because there was a lot of weird stuff going on, like the fact that we didn't really put our names on the test either. So they they were just going based off the test numbers. And again, it wasn't a Scantron. It was just a piece of paper that we bubbled answers in on. Dominic, anyway, are you listening you know that, in? You're the special one. No. <laughs> most most intelligence tests are, aren't really paper pencil. 
Um, no. When I tested for Mensa, it was. But it was also, like, it was like the SAT, but worse. Yeah, this was a lot of, like, logic statements. Um, at least my version was. Dominic's is apparently a little bit... We, like, compared questions later. Um, some of the questions were really dumb, though, and obviously tailored to make you think a certain way. But... We didn't take we didn't take the personality test, but it had given us our results as if we had. Oh. And go figure, it said that both of us were very depressed and we were very unsure of what we wanted in life and we were like walking through life aimlessly. So it said the same exact thing, almost as if, oh, no matter what you put it doesn't matter because <laughs> they say the same thing. <sighs> anyway, that's a whole other organization. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> back, back to this weird cult dojo. Uh, so, so in approximately 1997, Kim and her followers became involved with a now defunct The People's Network Pyramid Sales System of Satellite TV with motivational programming. Uh, allegedly, from 1997 to 2000, she had the Grandmaster Kim show, which aired nationally on Community Access. Uh, <laughs> this is actually true because I found videos of it. Oh, where? Online. We'll watch some in a sec. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the Grandmaster Kim show. Oh, it's it's epic. Like I I totally understand why people join this because it looks dope. Oh, is this the thing from earlier? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you got to see a taste of it earlier today. Um, so in 1998, two television investigations were launched into her program. Um, one in, is Inside Edition, which again, nearly impossible to find. Um, the other was one for ABC, um, but that one never aired. Um, we don't know officially why. So uh, on the Inside Edition in episode in 19, May of 1998, uh, in a direct interview, he asks her, are you a cult? And she says, absolutely not. Hmm. But if you have to ask, like, yeah, it nobody also didn't just goes help. around asking random people that. <laughs> it also didn't help that they went, are you a cult? And she went, absolutely. Not. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So as a cult, what do they? What does she believe? What is the, the principle? It's they worship her, and there are videos online of them cheering and singing songs about her. Yeah, her and then and then you get them to um, distance themselves from their family, from their friends, take as, their money, uh, get and them to and do hard things. selling new skin. Exactly. <laughs> Here's grief. the other thing too. So there's a kids program. There's both kids and adults. Um, I was able to find a ton of worksheets for the kids program and they're like word searches or scavenger hunts and the scavenger hunts were crazy. They'd be like, find Grandmaster's certificate of authenticity or whatever, like <laughs> find Grandmaster's robes for the dojo. And it was just crazy stuff. And it was one of those things. Find where... Grand... Did you say find Grandmaster's certificate of authenticity? <laughs> yeah. Because she can't do it. <laughs> She's been looking for it for no. years. I mean, one of these some... kids is going to come it up was, with it. <laughs> it was some certificate, but it was like, go find where the like CD for class is kept or whatever. But here's the thing. How many karate or taekwondo classes do you know that had homework? The only thing I learned from taekwondo was, and then you lift the pot, and then you <laughs> let the pot chi. go. 
No, I swear to God, I went to Taekwondo, and that's all we learned for like two weeks. And I was like, I'm fucking out, dog. And my I'm mom was picking this pot up. Yeah, my mom was like, Why? You've only been in it for a week. And I was like, I haven't fought Tommy once. I can lift pots at home. Yeah, there was this kid in there named Tommy who I hated, and I wanted to fight him. And then that was the only reason that I joined. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna get a fight, Tommy. And then I didn't get to, and I was like, Man, this just bunk. And then Tommy stayed in it. And as far as I know, he's like a black belt now. Hey, Tommy, let us know if you're a black belt. Yeah, you're not listening to this, you jerk. So, on July... You're on those judo fucking websites. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Judo chopped. So, on July 5th, 1998, uh, Kim moved into, quote-unquote, she calls it Stargazer, uh, which was the replacement of College of Learning 1. So, the replacement of the dorm house. Um, it's located off rural Vargas Road in Fremont, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is reported by the Fremont Argus newspaper. And this is true. I was able to verify this as well. As the single largest real estate transaction in Fremont's history at the time. Um, I imagine that currently it has been surpassed. Uh, I don't know. It's probably landmass, so probably not. A Vargas Road, you could have Possibly. bought acreage big time. So uh, the transaction was reported to be over $5.5 million. I have heard totals of, I found totals of $6.8 million as like high to low end, basically. Um, but that is true. That purchase happened. I was able to verify it both in the newspaper and a couple other sources as well. When? Um, 1998. Wow. Do you remember that? I mean, you would have been working in the housing industry uh, in Fremont at the time. I was doing time. home loans at that day. Yeah. yeah 6.8. That's, that's that's when Hammer was buying real estate, mm-hmm. too, actually. Yeah, that's when MC Hammer's kids and I went to the same school. I there do remember go. this yes. time. Because um, he bought a big house up Bearcat, which is like... Well, that. but in Oakland, though. He was in Oakland. So you were saying that was the Hammer time. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Stop. Hey. Hammer time. Hey, hey, come on. <laughs> Don't hurt him. He's got those parachute pants to break the fall. Um, so in 2001, a documentary was made by a Korean television network. Uh, it was briefly up on YouTube after, and it was later removed um, after she claimed copyright ownership on it. I was able to find a couple pieces of this documentary. So that is true. That exists. Um, in 2005, according to a lot of these former members, she allegedly planned an exodus to New Mexico. Um, where she and her followers allegedly purchased several t- several townhomes um, and told some of her students that she was purchasing a Swedish chalet. The only place... <laughs> in New Mexico. In New Mexico. Uh, the only place I was able to find that was records from former members. So nothing... I, I have no documents about that. Uh, they didn't move. As far as I can tell, they're still in Fremont. Their address is still in Fremont. That school is active. We'll you know, read a Yelp review from it in a second. Um, but yeah, you keep saying former members though. Is there a bunch of people that are like, Hey man, that, that thread, that, that comment, 112 pages, web pages of just scrolling comments of people who are former. So let's read some Yelp reviews. So, uh, the fun thing about their Yelp, I ordered the onion rings and man, (laughs) (laughs) porn comment or Yelp review. Uh, the funny thing about their Yelp is that it's either one star or five stars with very little in between. And most of them have been removed or at least deemed, quote unquote, 
um, not currently recommended. So a lot of them are removed for being, quote, not recommended because they're unfavorable. And so she's a business owner. She can Mm -hmm. ask that they be removed. Yeah, because Um, here's a little fun fact that I found out working a retail shop is that they offer small businesses a chance to partner with Yelp so that you can have a little bit more control over what gets said on your Yelp. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. the same as the Better Business Bureau. It's all sham. Now, it's here's all the other sh- thing. Yeah, if you pay, you, you, you get to... Yeah, here's the other thing, too. If you're a Yelp user and you report comments as unhelpful or not recommended enough, they will also get removed. So enough people have reported the five-star reviews as the one star. So the all the not recommended are both one or five. There's very few in the three range... And so that typically means, A, she was having her students compulsively put in actual reviews. Make good reviews, yeah. But there were enough detractors to counteract that. So that's a lot. That's crazy. So what's your average Yelp? Um, Her average Yelp is... I would think it would be three. Two. Two Two? stars. Average is two? Two stars out of five reviews. Negative Yelp? Negative stars? Um, So... It's the and the one star reviews are they're kind of interesting because they're more like scheduling stuff. They're actual complaints. They're not cult based necessarily, except for um, one from a guy in Salinas um, left in 2010. It just says, do your research. My family spent several years there as advertised. It is certainly more than a martial arts school. At the time, we were invited to a special live-in program. In short, we got more than we bargained for, and it has taken my mother and myself years of therapy to recover from some traumatic experiences. Good grief. Yeah, all is not terrible. The martial arts school itself is very disciplined taught me a lot. A Google search of Ju Suwong, Jung Suwong will, lead, will yield lots of individual experiences as best do your own research. So... There's a couple of those. A couple of these other ones are just like, yeah, this like didn't, what's the wasn't after right. the fact? Like, hey, the the taekwondo was great, but then the other stuff was creepy. Yeah. And and do we know what that is? Hey, Nobody, I actually, talking about I actually it? got to fight Tommy, so you know what? Four stars. Pretty <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um, then there's this one from Newark. Uh, the great grandmaster they have is an idiot. She hires all the people who are trainers at Jung Suwon, so they promise her eternal loyalty. Nothing wrong with that. I think there's a lot wrong with that, but that's just me. Uh, but when she walks into the class, they all jump up and grab cameras and start clapping and clicking her pictures. This is repeated every day. She comes into class in a disco rhinestone uniform and shoes, and she can barely speak in English, which, again, she emigrated as an adult so i understand that that sounds like the way i want to live my life <laughs> um, real talk <laughs> jumping up, i found videos of this oh, this is very real i love it yeah uh the class is what is your complaint that she's more fabulous yeah. than you <laughs> uh they said they changed things last minute and the belting ceremony happens once every six months so kids who don't get picked essentially spend a year with the same belt let's see Again, you can just buy belts. So this is a guy named James from Fremont. Uh, I am from Fremont, and I used to train at Jung Suwon when I was younger. It's not one of the best schools around, and it's more like a church or a religion than a martial art. I remember a Paul N. when I was younger. He was the kid whose parents said he was brainwashed by Grandmaster on Inside Edition. The show said her followers lived with Grandmaster in three homes in Fremont, and that she has many servants that work like it as a monastery. Um... Wow, Grandmaster does have control over you. People too bad you can't see it. And I bet more followers write on here about how great she is. Stay away from the business if you're smart. 
Hmm. Um, there's one that just says, and this was probably my favorite. It just says, I agree that anyone who's thinking about this school should look deeper, which also stop calling it a school. This is an after school activity at best. Right. Um, my favorite is, is. this <laughs> number three from Scott in Milpitas. This is a three star review. It is unfortunate that the majority of the reviews on here, here on Yelp are from great grandmasters, Fremont cult followers, and not from actual students of the school. I trained at Jung Soo Won for, for years as a regular two to three class a week student. The school has a lot to offer, and I highly recommend the school for traditional martial arts training. My only suggestion is don't drink the Kool-Aid and stay away from the Kim worshippers. Other than the strange people, the school is great. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. And watch the strange people. Yeah. What? Ooh. So that is all available for anyone who wants to see it, basically, but on Yelp. To, beyond Taekwondo, they're supposed to worship her. And every time they see her, they jump. She's like the second coming. She's like a celebrity for them. Yeah. But she comes into class every day. No, no. She's got a lot of black belts underneath her oh, that okay. teach classes and stuff. So when do you get pulled away from your family? Like you end up in the dorm and then you can't talk to your folks? Or what's the story? I think it's, yeah, when you're testing and once you've tested in and you're teaching classes and you're living in that's when your family starts to get cut out there they don't have an exclusive like don't talk to your family thing the way that scientology and a couple other things do right they um i think they just gradually do it by like you're spending all this time at this karate school i keep saying karate (laughs) spending all this time at this taekwondo school there's no like you don't do anything besides that you work for them you train with that like you just it gets excluded by attention yeah you're you're at the yellow deli of taekwondo i would say that taekwondo kids are on par with the creepiness and dorkiness of horse girls oh i would say that's a fair comparison oh i'd say that's pretty fair because i know horse girls and horse girls like get a horse and then they like have their horse and then they like work at the place so that they can keep their horse there and then, like, that's their whole existence is the horse. And then they always take pictures with the horse. And the horse comes in with a sequin thing. <laughs> and the horse can move. only try for a belt every six months. And then you move into the horse's stable. <laughs> what I'm saying is the same thing. So, to finish this out, and I can't really play any of this on the podcast necessarily because they are pretty litigious. I don't want to risk it. But I do want you guys to watch this video and then maybe we'll have a minute or two of your comments after viewing it. And we don't have to watch the whole thing, but even just a little bit of it. Okay. Uh, And then we'll come back and basically talk about what we've seen and finish up. So what did you guys think of that? <laughs> uh, that's just fake, though. Hard, hard, literally hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. very carnival. Yeah, kind of. it looked like they were using the same piece of wood that split in the same exact spot with no shards going anywhere, and it was just like very, you know, mm-hmm. they all look the same. You guys pointed out that they're the ice is stacked in the way where if you crack one, you crack them all. Yeah, right. Um, they left it a lot of people failing, which I yeah, thought was great. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> and then when people were writing love and commitment <laughs> on it, but then they would be breaking them, so it doesn't... 
I don't make know, any I, sense? I, I, I like the most vicious game of musical chairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where they're all holding on to chairs. They have, they have folding chairs and tied to their backsides, and they're just kind of loosely <laughs> kicking at each other. Yeah. I, I compared I was like, it earlier. At my, at my next kid's party, we're doing that. Oh, yeah. I, I compared <laughs> it to party? binocular soccer. Yes. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Have you ever seen soccer? a video of somebody playing binocular oh, yes. soccer? Yes. How does she get It looked like every it? single person in there had hair gel in their hair while they the were 80s. doing this. It was the 80s. Yeah. It was the 90s. Or the it, 90s. I mean, it's still, her it hair is hair, very yeah. 90s. Yeah, they showed her walking in and being given the special treatment, and then we saw her fight, and it's very, you know, unimpressive. So here's what I'm putting out there into the world. Anybody that is a black belt through, what is this? <laughs> Jung Suwon. I challenge you to a no. fight. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will fight you in whatever dojo. I will fight you. <laughs> you should just... Please note, I'm six foot five. <laughs> yes, this is true. Please make sure you're in my weight class. I'm six foot. F- I'm six foot five. I am around three hundred and something pounds. My name and is Armando. I have a very specific set of skills. It's boxing. It's literally boxing. I have no feeling in my right hand. I'm very large. I I don't believe you. I don't believe any of this. This is all super dumb. Oh, I'm so, serious. If yeah. any of these people like, I will, I'll, I'll, we'll go for it. You have the advantage of kicks, and I have the advantage of not being an idiot. <laughs> not according, according to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can hire a motivational group to come to your office, and they have you write words on these pine boards, and an average person fired up can just crack one. I, I mean, with zero training, it happens in an afternoon. Yeah. So I, this just. Mm. <laughs> not for not having it. I mean, no. the cement is what gets me. Now, granted, cement is very, very brittle. Um, so if it drops, those it can break very easily. Those didn't necessarily even look like cement. They're cinder blocks, basically. They're cinder Which is panels. more porous. It's, it, it's like yeah. a, a, a decent-sized piece of pumice, which you yeah. can crack. Well, through. here's the thing. I mean, it's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. I, I think Nobody you said get, it wasn't going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. They did stab a guy through the arm thing and yeah. walk across coals. Oh. Man, it doesn't bleed. That's what he was just doing. The, the the like the Saint Pauli girl with the beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we was holding those things underneath. Yeah, I'd love to hear those. that. Like for your black belt challenge, <laughs> do, you, the, do the Saint Pauli girl. The Saint Pauli and girl. you, Jenny, for your black belt challenge, Edward Forty Hands. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to like. Because any of these people would lose in a real fight. And then your excuse would have to be like, well, man, if there was a rope hanging down from the ceiling and a giant thing of ice up there, you would have been fucked up. Dude. <laughs> if I had a chair right now. <laughs> you wouldn't even but, know. But in that musical chair, thing, where the chairs wrapped on them, they're doing just like the kicking. It, it just looks like. The kids playing soccer. Yeah. Well, no, it would look, look like, like karate. If kicking. somebody, you know, it's one of the bully, bullies. <laughs> <laughs> the bullies tied the kid to the chair, and he's trying yeah. to get away. He's just <laughs> kicking at the bullies in a circle. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Most of those people in there, at least at the black back, black belt level, looked athletic. I don't look like that. I'm very dumpy. I'm a very dumpy guy. I wanted to bully them. Okay, these are. <laughs> Like they're they're nerds. I think you got to do a call back to Tommy. You you only went two weeks, but I think you got enough <laughs> to bring the heat. All right. 
Well, I think that finishes up our Taekwondo excursion excursion for the day. <laughs> Back to Fremont. Back to the old stomping grounds. I'm going to go find these nerds and beat them up today. <laughs> don't drink the melted ice blocks. I don't know. <laughs> what was the other word we were going to pick for the episode? Oh, fiduce bags. <laughs> bags. You uh, bunch of fiduce bags. bags. Don't drink the fiduce bag. Ooh. <laughs> Don't, Don't drink, drink whatever they're carrying in their fucking armholes. <laughs> Arm buckets. <laughs> yeah, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, St. Pauli Girl Bear. Try it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.